Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the first episode of this podcast. Together, we'll be exploring different topics and have conversations around hot topics and popular trends, ranging from childhood anxiety to myths and facts about marijuana to the Good Samaritan Law. We will be able to witness together how many people it takes to come together to make sure people feel safe, informed, and have access to resources they need. Although we're primarily going to focus on topics around substance use and behavioral health, such as mental health, we'll dive into some other topics of interest too. So together, without further ado, we'll be welcoming Mary Cole in. Mary is a program coordinator for the Greater Boston Tobacco-Free Community Partnership, which is a state-funded grant through Department of Mental Health and under the Massachusetts Tobacco Cessation and Prevention Program. Welcome, Mary. Thanks for having me, Samantha. Mary, could you tell us just to kick us off a little bit about your job and kind of what you do? Sure. Um, so I serve 56 communities in the greater Boston area as a resource uh, for anything tobacco related. So cessation services, uh, smoke-free environments, and also prevention among youth. Um, so really over the past year, all of my work has been with vaping and e-cigarettes among young people because it's been a really, really big problem in schools. Absolutely. Yeah, that's something we've definitely seen here in, you know, Wilmington and kind of the greater Boston area. Um, We met a few months ago because you came into the Wilmington Substance Abuse Coalition meeting and were able to kind of talk to us about vaping and what that looks like and what the research is showing. And we had a really great turnout of some people from the schools, school clinicians, um, nurses, other staff. Um, And so I'm really excited to have you here today to talk to us specifically about vaping and what the research is showing and how we might be able to better understand what really is vaping and, you know, when someone's ingesting or using a vape, what does that really mean? Um, Can you explain to us kind of, there's a lot of slang out there, whether it's, you know, a Juul or an Eve cigarette or a vape. Um, I'm sure there's tons that you've heard also. What are all these different words meaning and is it the same thing? Are they different? Um, What should we know about about these, these terms? Sure. So basically they are all the same thing. Um, So these products, e-cigarettes, that's kind of how they started out. Um, And, you know, they really evolved into different names and appealing to different people. So different names include um, e-hookahs, mods, uh, personal vaporizers, vape pens, vapes, tank systems. Um, And also people call them, especially kids, can call them by their brand names such as Juul, Bow, um, and with Juul is such a popular brand that people refer to the act of vaping a Juul, Juuling. Mm, so it's almost become like a verb. It has become a verb. Um, and kids that are using um, these e-cigarette products, they're not going to say that they're e-cigarettes. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll say Juul or vaping. Yep. Kind of more of a cool phrase and kind of slang to use around it. Exactly. Okay. E-cigarettes aren't cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so... Something I've heard about kind of, well, you know, you brought up kids, so we'll kind of talk about kids for a little bit, um, is they're saying, oh, we're just kind of ingesting some water vapors. It's not bad. There's nothing in there that can hurt me. Um, Is that true? Is it just water vapor? Um, What really are they ingesting if it's not? So that's not true, and that's one of the biggest misconceptions that's out there. Everyone thinks it's water vapor. It's not water vapor. It's an aerosol. The Surgeon General says it's an aerosol as well. Um, And actually, so I found out that my brother had jeweled. Um, It was a few months back, and I was trying to tell him, oh, it's not safe. Um, And I was telling him the ingredients. So the four ingredients, um, typically there's almost always nicotine, propylene glycol, 
vegetable glycerin, and then some sort of food flavoring, such as diacetyl. Um, and so I just kind of started telling him this, and he was like, oh, but I don't believe you. Like, we don't know long-term effects. So I actually said, I was like, okay, Pat, well, the Surgeon General, let me tell you what the Surgeon General says, because the Surgeon General had done a report saying that e-cigarettes are not safe, especially for young people. Um, and so he talked about the aerosol, um, and he said, e-cigarette aerosol is not harmless. Um, the aerosol created by e-cigarettes can contain ingredients that are harmful and potentially harmful to the public's health, including nicotine, ultrafine particles, flavorings such as diacetyl, a chemical linked to serious lung disease, volatile organic compounds like benzene, which is found in car exhaust, and heavy metals such as nickel, tin, and lead. So that's so I told that to my brother, and then he was like, oh, okay, I guess you're right. They're not safe. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds yummy. Yeah, right? Um, so it's not water vapor. You're inhaling all of these chemicals. There's been known carcinogens and potential carcinogens that are in these products. Um, currently, we don't have long-term research mm-hmm. on the, the harmful effects or the, of e-cigarettes um, because they haven't been around long enough. Um, however, we do know that there's dangerous chemicals in there. Um, that these particles are sticking to your lungs, which they don't have anything. Your lungs don't have anything to break down these chemicals. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it is concerning, um, and it is not recommended at all for any. And the CDC actually says this: they don't recommend e-cigarettes um, to anyone who does not smoke any tobacco pro- products currently, especially for young people and pregnant people. Okay, so it's really um, kind of marketed for someone who's already been smoking or has kind of a pattern of smoking? It, that's That was the initial intention. Um, however, once we've seen all of these different and appealing designs of these e-cigarettes and over 7,000 flavors, I don't, it, it's pretty clear that these vaping companies and tobacco companies, that they're not target, that their audience isn't adults. Okay. It's pretty clear that they want kids to be using their products. Kind of different targeted audience for different people. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Um, and I mean, we have a lot of research about nicotine too. So whether it's, you know, specifically through vaping or jewels, um, you know, I, I know mm. that there's a ton of research out there from nicotine or tobacco products just based on kind of what's what's gone on in this country in the last hundred years or so. Exactly. And um, nicotine, the nicotine found in these e-cigarettes and vaping dis- devices is one of the biggest concerns that we have. Um, with them because we know that nicotine is harmful to the adolescent brain. It's very harmful to the adolescent brain, um, and it causes addiction. So, um, Samantha, do you know anyone that currently smokes cigarettes? Yeah. Do you know how old they were when they started? I don't. Well, so I can give an example. So my dad, actually, he recently quit, which is awesome. Good for him. Um, He started smoking when he was 12 years old. Wow. It was really hard for him to quit. He tried many times. Um, But basically, the research shows that 9 out of 10 people that smoke, they start it before their 18th birthday. Mm. And it just kind of shows that um, the younger that you start using nicotine, the harder it is to quit. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a really big concern with young people using these e-cigarette products that contain a lot of nicotine is that they'll be hooked for life. Um, Also with nicotine, um, we know that it um, can make structural and chemical changes to the brain. Um, So the adolescent brain, it's developing until age 25, about age 25. Um, 
and nicotine exposure during this period of significant brain development, um, it can disrupt the growth of the brain circuits um, that controls attention, learning, um, and also your impulse control. Um, it also um, can um, lead to mood disorders like depression and increase your risk for addiction to other substances, not just nicotine, but other substances as well, um, like cocaine. So there's a lot of harm for kids using um, nicotine. It sounds like it, whether it's kind of immediate effects or effects that they might kind of have to suffer consequences when they're older adults and kind of living life with, with those reprica- reprimands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Something I didn't hear you say at all that's involved in kind of vaping is marijuana. A lot of mm. I'm hearing a lot of parents or kids or, um, you know, whoever it might be saying like, oh, you know, my kid's using maybe marijuana through this. Um, is that is that a way that kids are are using and smoking marijuana or is it intended for that but not being used or yeah. anything about that? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, kids and people in general, they're using vape pens um, to smoke marijuana, and it would be the THC um, oil version of marijuana, so it wouldn't be the leaf form um, or other forms as well. Um, and so there are specific vape pens, vape pens created for this, but also to note that uh, vape pens like Juul, um, which they have like d- the disposable pod cartridge, you're actually able to take apart that pod and put in um, other substances. So whether it's another sort of e-liquid with nicotine in it or if it's a form of marijuana as well. Okay, so kids can kind of be crafty and sneaky and it's hard for really anyone to know what might actually be in that that pod or that a container that has the liquid. Exactly, yeah. Well, that's scary. It is scary. Um, based on like, what you've said already, it just seems like there's a lot more um, cons associated with the, this than there are kind of pros. And I know you said a little bit about um, it's really intended kind of for uh, people who might already be smokers, but, you know, it, it's kind of being advertised more for young people with the colorfulness and, and the flavors. Um, if there's so much bad, what is it really kind of what's the intended purpose and, and what does that look like? So the intended purpose, actually, I can give a backstory. Um, back in the early 2000s, that's when e-cigarettes were created. And they were created by a Chinese pharmacist with the intention of e-cigarettes being a smoking cessation device. Um, and his father passed away from lung cancer from smoking. So he was trying to figure something else out. So that's kind of when you saw those e-cigarettes um, that look like cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really how they started. Um, and then just kind of quickly they evolved into all these different shapes and sizes, customizable features, different flavors of e-liquids. Um, so... There are some intents for an alternative to cigarettes. Um, however, I do also want to point out that there is no evident or concrete evidence saying that um, e-cigarettes are a cessation device. Mm. So they're not effective for cessation right now is what research is saying. Okay. Yeah. So that's something else to note as well. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and that's good kind of to have context around how it com- came up to be with maybe good intentions, but it's just been kind mm-hmm. of thrown out of proportion. Um, are there any 
Um, I know earlier you had said about uh, kids are are taking a jewel, which is a, a device, and turning it into kind of, you know, that they're jeweling. Mm-hmm. Um, are there companies like that or jewel specifically that um, makes them so popular or kind of what's going on with these companies that they're getting such a, um, an audience of young people um, interested in this all? Yeah, I mean... Um, so Juul has, it's about over two-thirds of the e-cigarette market right now, which is pretty so they crazy. They a large number. It's really, really popular. Um, and I can say some of the reasons that, um, from working with communities, that I know that it's popular is the Juul. It's, you've seen the Juul. It's mm-hmm. like, it's pretty discreet. It kind of looks cool. like a thumb drive. Yeah, it looks like a thumb drive. Um, I mean, it's like kind of like the iPhone of e-cigarette devices in a way it's it's cool to use for kids and also um, it has great flavors that are appealing to kids mango is really popular fruit medley so kids really really like the flavors okay um, also um, when you inhale the vapor the va- and you exhale that vapor dissipates really quickly um, so it's easy to get away with using these products maybe in school or you know on the bus or somewhere around your parents or adults. Um, And then the scent, it's not strong like cigarettes. Um, It's normally like a faint, really fruity scent um, that you smell right after that you've um, vaped this. So that's also something for parents and adults to keep an eye out for. If you smell something almost like Bath and Body Works or like, you know, like weirdly fruity or something like that, um, maybe someone just vaped around you. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and and so kind of that sounds like a strategy that vape is using, kind of these flavored products to kind of entice kids to want to keep using and, and, you know, become maybe customers for life once they get hooked, like you were saying, if, yeah. if they start young. Um, kind of what's their strategy around this? Is that – was that their intention maybe? Is it just kind of how it came about? Um, it sounds like they're really kind of targeting kids. Yeah, it's really interesting, especially working in this tobacco field – because uh, there's a history of the tobacco industry targeting kids. There's documents of saying they want teens to be using their products because they can be lifelong customers. Um, so with my work, uh, we've really focused on saying that the tobacco industry has made their products cheap, um, sweet, and easy to get. So easy to get, like they're everywhere to, to see, to normalize. Um, and the vaping industry literally took their exact strategy. Um, so it's really interesting. Just more and more sweet, appealing flavors for kids are out there, like cotton candy, like unicorn kisses. It's it's really crazy. Um, we're seeing a lot of discounts on these e-cigarette products as mm-hmm. well um, because we know that price is a really important factor for kids. Yep. Um, so the cheaper they are, the more likely they are to use them. Um, and we're seeing these e-cigarettes in stores, not only in vape shops, um, but in all gas stations and convenience stores. They're online. Um, you know, they're, they're marketed in a lot of places. We were talking about how we've heard um, the radi- on the radio, KISS 108, mm-hmm. advertisements for Juul. And a lot of people have told me that. So I think that's really interesting because I knew when I was growing up, I was listening to KISS 108 all the time. Yeah, it's kind of what you listen to maybe on your way to school or... Oh, yeah. Every every day to school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Earlier, I know you had uh, we were talking about um, the education campaign that Jewel recently put out also. Um, Could you kind of tell me a little bit more about that and 
That sounds like a pretty crazy idea to have a, a e-cigarette company brand with an educational campaign for, for students. Yeah, so uh, basically because there's been such an issue with kids using Juul products, Juul's trying to come out and say that they're, um, that basically they came out with saying they don't want kids to be using these products and they're putting money into that. Um, so they came up with a prevention education program, which they've offered to a lot of Massachusetts school districts. Um, and there is a monetary incentive to pilot the program. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's crazy because tobacco companies with cigarettes, they did this with schools back in the day. So, so they're not even recreating the real. They're kind of just. Yeah, they're literally just copying what the back. tobacco industry did. Um, so that's really concerning. And so um, actually the attorney general, Maura Healy, she sent out a letter to all the school districts um, basically saying not to take uh, that incentive um, okay. just because there's other there's evidence based programs that are out there um, that are recommended. And I mean, a company that has promoted their products to kids, I don't think it's the best intention. There may be some conflicts of interest there. Exactly. Okay. And yeah. for, you know, someone from kind of a state level to come out and tell schools to maybe be cautious about this, it sounds like that's a pretty reputable uh, source too. Exactly. And um, also we did, we were talking about this earlier as well, uh, that Maura Healy had a press conference actually um, where she said that she is going to investigate Jewel and um, other online e-cigarette retailers over their marketing and sales to minors. Um, So she had a press conference and it was really interesting because she was just kind of talking about what I was saying about how the vaping companies have completely copied the tobacco industry's um, tactics of marketing to young people and trying to get them on their products. And like you mentioned before, you know, the younger people start using nicotine products the more likely they are to be hooked for life. Yeah. And the tobacco and vaping industries, they want to make a profit. So yeah. it's no wonder that these products are appealing to kids and they're using them. It's kind of scary to think about what is really starting now, what it could look like in a few decades. Oh, I know. It's, it's really scary. So we're hoping to really get the word out there that these products are not safe. Um, so, you know, parents, teachers, anyone, like talk to your kids, let them know that these products are not safe. They're addictive. It's not um, a harmless water vapor that's produced. It's an aerosol like hairspray. Hairspray is a type of aerosol. That's what you're inhaling. Um, so, it, you know, it's really important to get the facts straight with yeah. e-cigarettes. And now if parents have more questions or if teachers or if even kids have more questions, um, are there resources that they can kind of go check out to get more of this information and kind of get the fix the facts um, rather than, you know, there's tons of tons of things out there that they can find what is negative about it and, you know, enticing. But where should they go to, to get the facts and to get the truth? Yeah. Uh, so recently the Massachusetts Department of Public Health launched a campaign called The New Look of Nicotine Addiction. Uh, there's actually been billboards on some highways and stuff, so I'm not sure if anyone has seen them. Um, but basically you can go to getoutraged.org. And there's all this awesome information about e-cigarettes. Um, so there's, you know, frequently asked questions so you can learn all the facts, kind of what we were talking about mm-hmm. here earlier. Um, also, there's they sh- there's a lot of pictures of the products so you can see what they look like. Because mm-hmm. uh, one concern as well is that these products don't look like 
tobacco products. Uh, they look like kids' toys and school supplies in a lot of cases. Um, so it's really important to know what these products look like, and they're always evolving mm-hmm. as well. Uh, there's also tips to talk to your kids um, about e-cigarettes as well. And actually this week, um, they just launched a school toolkit uh, for schools basically to be educating administrators and teachers on e-cigarettes and communities as well. Um, so there's a lot of great information out there. Um, and also I think we're hoping um, to launch some information directly for kids in a few months or next year. Great. So that that's really necessary as well. Absolutely. It sounds like, you know, the state and public health and all these different departments are doing a lot of efforts and putting a lot of, uh, you know, resources into making sure that people are aware of what's going on and the truth behind everything. So Exactly. Prevention's key. Absolutely. And so speaking of kind of prevention and, you know, different agencies, what is there any kind of policy or local news that's been going on around – um, assisting in education or changing any regulations um, mm-hmm. around, you know, maybe tobacco use, uh, nicotine, vaping, anything like that? Yeah. Um, so recently, uh, the governor signed off on a few new laws. Um, one of them is that the new um, age to buy tobacco products in Massachusetts will be 21. And that starts uh, December 31st, 2018. Um, towns that are currently 18 plus, um, I know that there's some sort of way that they can slowly increase the age, like 19 to 20 over the next few years until it's to 21. So that's an option. Um, I know in Wilmington, it's already 21. It is, so yep. it'll stick to 21 in Wilmington. Um, and then also e-cigarettes, a part of um, the law that the governor signed off on, um, e-cigarettes will be included um, in the tobacco-free workplace policy as well. So okay. currently where you can't smoke tobacco products, you won't be able to smoke e-cigarettes as well. Um, and, you know, I don't think – I actually mentioned this earlier, but the uh, secondhand vapor mm-hmm. from e-cigarettes, it's not safe. It contains harmful chemicals as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something else to be mindful of. So that's a great advancement that's, that's coming down the pipe. Exactly. So we're making steps. Um, and also – uh, Wilmington has been um, taking action as well to prevent um, kids from using e-cigarettes in the town. So um, there's a public hearing a few weeks ago um, that I actually spoke at to you know, help educate the board um, about e-cigarettes and about steps that they can take um, to prevent kids from using these products. Um, so they actually will be voting on probably in a few weeks or a few months um, basically banning the sale or restricting the sale of flavored tobacco products, including e-cigarettes, to adult-only stores. Um, so right now in Wilmington, if you walk into a gas station, there can be all of these like flavored e-cigarette and cigars. Um, and we know that that's really appealing to kids. And the more that kids see these products, the more often they are to start using them. Um, so it's really great that Wilmington is taking steps to, to, you know, reduce the tobacco and vaping industry's influence on kids in the town. Absolutely. So we'll see how that turn, that vote turns out. Yeah, and I know a lot of other communities in Massachusetts are, are following in suit and have already accomplished exactly. this step of taking it kind of out of the line of sight of everyday, you know, vantage points from, from kids. Yeah, over 100 communities have done so. So That's wonderful great. to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we'll wrap up a little bit here, but what, Mary, is... Um, kind of your takeaway message if you want to kind of leave 
uh, listeners thinking about something around uh, vaping and e-cigarettes, what would you leave um, folks listening to? Sure. I can make it simple. E-cigarettes are not safe. They should not be used, especially if you don't use tobacco products currently. Okay, great. Thanks so much for joining me, Mary. And until next time, this has been Samantha Reef. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.